Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann. One of the major news stories for this week, covered extensively on heraldlive.co.za and also in the print edition, the deadly protests that have rocked Kirkwood. A farm worker shot dead in violent clashes over wages and vehicles and infrastructure torched. We'll be speaking to some of the major role players today. Joining us now on Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann is the CEO of the Sundays River Citrus Co-op, very much affected by the deadly protests that erupted in Kirkwood this week. Hannes Deval, thank you for joining us. What's the latest situation? Good morning, Darren. Uh, the, the latest situation is a bit more stable, um, let's say a little bit more peaceful. A lot fewer incidents were reported last night of, uh, let's say, violence and arson which has been uh, the real problem uh, lately. But uh, a few people, we understand, have started working over the valley. And a lot of people have asked that they wanted to come back to work, but that they are being prevented and that they are being intimidated, you know, which uh, I guess is not abnormal under these uh, conditions. We're still seeking a solution. Uh, with the parties that started this all, uh, you know, and let's call it an affiliation of the Sanko, and the provincial Sanko has stepped in and they at least created, let's say, a little bit more of a disciplined environment. Obviously, uh, the steps that people took and what they are doing is not the modus operandi of a Sanko, it's got a very different objective. And uh, we trust that we can come to some sort of uh, arrangement with him. The damage is severe. I said to other journalists asking yesterday, my estimation is about 70 million rand at least. Um, uh, The problems will be many, but uh, if everybody works together, we can get out of this very quickly. I'm pleased to hear that. Some of the reports and some of the uh, photographs that we've seen, very, very graphic. There's been arson, infrastructure has been damaged. I understand one person has lost their life and we've had some injuries as well. What lies at the heart of this action, which uh, has been brewing for a while, we're told, but which erupted earlier on this week? What are the issues that need to be resolved? There were workplace issues, as far as we understand, on two farms. And those workplace issues were referred to the CCMA, that we, we know definitely. And apparently the Sanko stepped in in order to support one of the local unions and then decided to uh, address the issue, but also link to it the demand of 30 rand an hour. So um, it's fairly opportunistic from them because uh, some of those Sanko members approached some of the farmers in the valley and everybody told them, told them this citrus industry just can't afford it at the moment. And uh, it's not that the 30 rand an hour is the biggest issue, it's the upwards wage pressure then on your complete wage bill, which will uh, be the challenge for all of us. Uh, you know, we, we were flying three years ago, or the last year before COVID started. COVID itself had its effect, not always negative, but uh, the global supply chain crisis, which came out of COVID and the shipping cost increases, it's devastating to this business and to the produce business all over the world. And then, you know, the whole supply chain, the bottlenecks that we know exist between the East and the West, make shipping extremely difficult. So our whole cost structure has just gone through the roof. It's, 
it's actually something to see. Uh, in On some trades, your freight has more than doubled in the last two years. And uh, freight next to your investment in trees and backhouses, freight is your, your biggest cost. So uh, it's, it's, let's say at the moment, rather negative for us. So even entertaining increases higher than the minimum wage is not something that we can do uh, easily. Uh, you know, furthermore, the minimum wage took about nine months in my estimation, to sort out, maybe it was a bit shorter, I wasn't always involved in it, I just followed it and sometimes gave a little bit of input. But a lot of people in government and NEDLAC paid attention and put their time and energy into it. And we don't think that a party outside of the workplace really has the right to just come and demand it and change the total structure. We have empathy with everybody that work in the citrus industry and everybody that live in our community, the Sunrise River Valley is an example, you know, of foundation projects and economic empowerment projects. And that is all there. We're one of the leaders in the country as far as that's concerned. But um, unfortunately, at the moment, you just want to afford to, uh, to increase your wage bill. My estimation is that 40%, maybe 50% of the farms will make losses this year, and the other 50% can hopefully break even. It's everybody's target just to break even until the world comes back to normality, and that includes the global supply chain issues, the Russia-Ukraine issue, which is affecting us enormously. Russia is a very important market for uh, the Sunday River Valley, and the reason for that is the whole black spot it's a debacle and dilemma that we sit with with uh, Europe. So uh, there's a lot of fruit that we cannot sell in Europe that we need to sell in, in uh, countries like that. And uh, at the moment, the problems, say, sailing and shipping into Russia and selling into Russia is just it's just enormously challenging. Plus, uh, you know, there are obviously a ton of moral issues that go you know that is aligned with it. So sure, uh, sure. this industry at the moment's got. It's got a heck of a lot of challenges. If I could just go back to the protest action and the demands from the workers. 30 rand an hour is what they want. According to my information, the current wage is 23.80, maybe approaching 24 rand an hour. So they're looking for about a 25% increase. How many workers are involved? How many workers are affected? And do they have any other demands? Yes, we think in the peak of the season, there are about 45,000 people. It's a huge seasonality context we look at here and a lot of people from all over the country that uh, come to the Sunday River Valley to work there a lot of them stay there now and one of the next demand is about the foreigners it's very difficult to determine exactly what they want because it's not a xenophobic kind of uh, uh, demand at all but obviously the local people want to work now the irony is here that we want to actually employ locals and we want locals that work and a lot of locals do work with us in the pack houses. We will always employ only local people and South African people. Um, uh, if there are anybody outside of South Africa employed in pack houses, that is not according to my knowledge. We have an unwritten rule to actually stay, um, you know, only with local people. Right. Picking is where the challenge 
is because uh, we actually run out of people at stages and you know the foreign uh, people the Zimbabweans especially and the Sutus not that they're that foreign but they are available to the producers so the producers use them and they're also highly productive uh, Zimbabweans, Zambians, Malawians can be highly innovative as well they create a lot of solutions so they've integrated themselves into the system and uh, this clearly became a grievance although I must say the citrus industry has grown tremendously fast you understand, I also have to say that uh, foreign labour is not only a Sunday's River Valley problem it's a problem all over I've seen a similar situation in uh, Western Cape, and I know there's a similar situation in the North as well. So it's not a, a, a problem unique to us. But obviously, everybody knows that using foreign labour is just a temporary solution, and that you've got to you've got to find you know the cooperation of your own people. So nobody is blind to it. So that is something that we're prepared to listen to, but we have to get our crop off. And our uh, uh, challenge is always to do it, you know, in, in, in the time that's available to us. The tree, unfortunately, doesn't wait for anybody. The other demand, I'm not going to define it because it's, it's, it's aimed at an, uh, against an individual, and I don't think that's fair, but it's basically about representation of people. And we're trying to find a solution. In 2018, we had similar problems. There was talk then that the CCMA would establish themselves in, in uh, our valley and we are going to invite them again once we catch our breath. Uh, but uh, people need representation and their representatives need to be trained. So it's a very basic issue which really needs to be addressed now as uh, a matter of urgency. So um, they also gave us a lot of grievances and one would label all of these grievances as things that may have gone wrong over, you know, on farms over the last uh, couple of years. And we've agreed wholeheartedly to investigate it. And, um, you know, such as producers and fruit producers are subjected to what we call Caesar rules or Caesar regulations, which is uh, ethical regulations. So it will be investigated against that. Uh, background, no citrus producer that is serious about his business can really afford to mess around with the dignity of his uh, people. So we'll investigate it and if people are guilty of uh, any transgressions against people, they will obviously face the consequences. Hannes, now in terms of sorting out that solution, you've had meetings. Have these meetings been positive? Do you have hope for a resolution in the near future? It, it's very, very difficult to say it because the meetings, we've had one meeting with a group who started it all, and we've had another meeting where the provincial Sanko interfered, but it was with a very large group of people representing all communities, and uh, it wasn't what one can call a real meeting where... Um, concepts were discussed it was more a question of of listening to one party and to another party we were given the chance to speak there and we already committed there to resolve the issues where your challenge is obviously is uh, if somebody goes out and you're on a 23 and 19 per hour wage and somebody go and and throw a carrot or the possibility of 30 rand an hour it's just reckless. And we've warned the group that started this on Sunday 
that uh, they create a situation which is, is very difficult to reverse from. And um, I suspect that that uh, the Sanko and us both now have a challenge in order to bring this back to normality. We were told informally that they will strike now for 14 days. I trust that is not the case because we really need to get uh, to get going. And um, you know, I hope that uh, good things prevail. They are definitely individuals, and um, the provincial Sanko, the leadership is very strong. I'm quite impressed with what I have experienced. So I'm very hopeful that we can. Uh, come to a resolve for the whole issue. We all certainly hope that is the case. You know, that, it, it breaks your heart when you actually uh, uh, see it. And regardless of what your emotion is towards any person, nobody deserves what has uh, happened there. And, uh, you know, it's very similar to what we saw in KwaZulu-Natal last year. It's all over the international press last night. I've had communication from people all over. I couldn't even get back to all of them, um, but the United States, Europe, Southeast Asia, everywhere, this has now been uh, reported. And, um, you know, it's a challenge for us as South Africans. The image that we're portraying is not the one that we need if we want to be an export country. And uh, the citrus industry is one of the assets of this country to leverage, you know, in order to to get many benefits for the country. One would really hope that we can get out of uh, the situation. We wish you all the best and we appreciate you joining us today. We hope for a speedy resolution. Hannes, have a good day. Joining us now on Behind the Herald Headlines is Patrick Benai. He is the convener. He's from the Eastern Cape structure of Sanko, the South African National Civics Organization, and they convened a meeting between farmers and protesters in Kirkwood to try and bring these deadly protests and very expensive protests to an end. Patrick, thank you for joining us. Just uh, tell us about your involvement on behalf of Sanko. How have the meetings gone? Who's been there? And how do you see the situation at the moment? Is a solution in sight? Uh, good morning, Darren. Uh, good morning, listeners. Uh, at this moment of time, uh, we are trying by all means to calm the situation. However, this uh, situation that we are in now started on the 20th when uh, we had uh, three petitions that we have to issue, two, one for the municipal and one for the SAPS and one for the farmers. Uh, the municipal and the SAPS came to collect their petition. Then we were surprised when the farmers didn't uh, join and collect their petition, which has made the farm workers and the community angry, you know, Mm. Because they think that uh, as an insult or as a put uh, into their face that the farmers didn't come and collect their petition because it was uh, uh, returned the invite to come to collect the petition. Then the workers decided that they, they are going to embark in a stay away, not to go to work till the farmers come and collect their petition. However, then the farmers came on Thursday last week to come and collect their petition and promised that they will come back with their response in three days of which that was on Monday. Then uh, the, the farmers said they will not be able to go to work till they come back with their positive report, if my, I would say. Then on Monday, we were uh, gathering 
in the place where the farmers collected the, the petition in terms of receiving their response and the people were also there gathering. But the farmers didn't pitch uh, there on Monday. Then the people started to be not in control because I'm talking about more than 2,000 people were gathered there. And you can imagine uh, frustration on that number of people, you know. Then which led that the escalation that uh, they, they just first and voice their frustration in banning of tires, closing the road, you know. Then as the leadership, we try and caution them by saying, just we understand and feel their pain and, pain and frustration, but let's try to make sure that the essential have been open, have been having an access. I'm talking about the schools, the, the, the teachers, uh, the police, ambulance, uh, health department, uh, they must have that uh, access. But as, as the time uh, goes, it, the, 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 the matter was which uh, been controlled. As a result, the schools uh, wrote letters to the parents that they they are fearing for the children, and most of the children to, to be exposed in that kind of a situation, the burning of tires, the gun from, from the police. Now they said, no, they must not go to school till uh, the, 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 the situation is calm and, uh, 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 and man, uh, uh, monitored. Then we, we engage with the farmers in our first meeting. Uh, it was in the church in town whereby there was a leadership of Istanbul. We just engaged with the, the farmers. But the meeting was unsuccessful because the farmers just uh, said uh, they are willing to meet all the other demands, except the 30 rand demand, which is demanded by the workers. They will only focus on the 23 rand, 19 cents, of which it is the government got uh, that, you know. And uh, they don't encounter any problem with other uh, issues because it is just the, the attitude because it needs just to be changed. Like, for example, to make an example, the, the, the local people are demanding that in the terms of energy recruitment, 70% must be uh, uh, local people considered, then a 30% from foreigners, and also the recognition of the union, whereby there is an establishment of the union. It must be recognized because in some of the farmers where the people joined the union, the drivers and the, the, the supervisors of permanent people local will be taken to do the picking whilst they will be replaced by the foreign people to do their jobs as supervisors and drivers. And you mind, they are just accepting any uh, 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 rate. Now, which means we see that they are being exploited and also that you can use as a cheap labor. Patrick, if I might interrupt you there and just steer you back to the issue of the protests themselves, why do they need to turn violent? Because we would all agree that the entire community becomes affected and the communities become polarized when uh, tires are burnt, vehicles are burnt, there are incidents of arson, infrastructure damage, someone has even sadly lost their lives. Is there not a better way of sorting out these resolutions? You've referred to schools that are damaged and schooling that's been interrupted. 
this not only causes infrastructural damage that needs to be replaced at a very, very expensive cost, but it also means that the citrus industry, which is a huge contributor to the Eastern Cape economy and our job market, their ability to produce gets affected as well. And in the end, we all lose, don't we? Yes, I'm 100% agree with you on that. It is no longer been just a workers' issue now. It has been joined by the criminal elements of which we are fighting that as a result. Even last night, we try and address that kind of a situation. There is an affection of a tar roads which are getting damaged. That's what we also express to, 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 towards them, you know. We condemn that. Hence, we want to engage with the Nantiga, the relevant people, so that the situation can be calm. Is your reading of the situation that it will be resolvable in the near future? In the near future, I believe that it's what we also talked to, 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 to the workers, that they must make sure that they are forming the unions, the strong unions in their workplaces so that they can deal with their issues internally, not to go out in an external structure such as Banco, but also we just argue also to, to the farmers also and tech houses to accept the unions when they are there for the people. Patrick Benai from Sanko, thank you very much for joining us on Behind the Herald Headlines today. He's been convening meetings between the protesters and farmers involved in disputes in Kirkwood. That was today's edition of Behind the Herald Headlines with Darren Mann.